did take a week off. I know we took a week off, but still. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... Uh, I'm the other guy, Big Dave. <laughs> I, I, I was almost the other guy, Alan Smith. <laughs> we, You know, it's funny, after doing nine episodes for, for Oktoberfest, <laughs> you know, we, we literally, like, take, you know, a week and a half off and then come back and we can't figure out how to do any of this stuff. <laughs> no. And my current medical situation kind of makes it yeah. uh, even makes me foggy headed. So. so, anyways, guys, we really hope that you, en- you enjoyed uh, Oktoberfest 2021. As I know we had a much ton of fun as doing we enjoyed it. building those. Yes, for you. and uh, and we and you you guys probably noticed that we took a week off after you know after doing nine episodes in a month and um so we were just like yeah let's take a little break and then we'll come back and actually alan said what are we recording next week and i said nothing yeah we're <laughs> taking much, a break i'm 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 stick a fork in me but the cool thing is that we are back we have new uh equipment yeah um, we, we upgraded a little yeah, bit we, we we bought new microphones and uh um, you know, same setup, but you know, we're trying to, we're always looking to make things a little better. Maybe we can, after a little while, we'll might talk about what microphones we're actually using or something. Uh, but this episode is kind of a palate cleanser in a lot of ways where we're just going to talk about some stuff. Um, I know that, um, we can, I don't, I, yeah, this, it's going to be one of our, rambling it's going to be episodes. one of our rambling episodes because, um, I had something set to go, and I got to start doing the investigation on it, and then all of a sudden I realized this is going to take me a while. Uh, oh, so that's what happened. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's going to be very in-depth because there's a lot to unpack. Um, and uh, and we also have uh, Barry coming back yes uh, for an episode and that one's going to it was going to be uh fairly in depth fairly in depth and we thank him for uh for doing the the, the yeah. bulk of the leg work on don't, it don't <laughs> let me forget to bring the extra equipment to yes. get a um tablet into the system so we can play music clips as we're going yeah we're gonna figure out something we're we're it's funny we've been doing this podcast for over two years now and it's only been recently where we've actually started incorporating some stuff that other podcasts start doing from day one. And <laughs> well, we we did go with the keep it simple, stupid we because we're because both kind of stupid. Kinda, yeah, I admit, you know, it's yeah. like I don't, I don't, I personally enjoy doing the post production stuff, but I'll admit that I still don't want to have to do more than I need to have to. <laughs> you know, it's like so it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, I enjoy doing this until I get midway through it. And I'm like, oh shit, I've got another hour and a half of work yeah. and I'm going to be doing on this you know i offered to help but he's like no, <laughs> I know. no well, i got I mean, it it's, I got it's it. not even that i think well, there's a few times that i've been like maybe i just dump this over and let dave take care of it so. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to enjoy it and you I really do you tend to have a little bit more time on your hands than i do especially since it seems like i'm working there is that all the time you know and it, it's also you know getting into some personal stuff you know it's one of those things where you know obviously i'm, I'm a single parent but I'm not a full time parent. I'm only like a, a yeah. part time parent, you know, with the uh, with you know the, the custody situation. You know, I have him half the time. So you know, if we record something, sometimes it when we're recording this, and it, it might be the situation tonight. Like after you leave, I immediately start doing the the, the post production on it. Yeah, so, and sometimes if it's a week that you know that I that my son is here, I will after he goes to sleep, work on it. Or if it's on a weekend, you know, sometimes I'll just work on it while he's here, while he's running around, 
you know, playing video games or whatever, you know, and, yeah. and I mean, it's just, it just, it kind of depends. And also the fact that, you know, that I don't sleep, <laughs> yep. even though I would love to sleep a lot more than I do, but it's just one of those things where the sometimes insomnia. I'm like, it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm not tired. Let's start, uh, let's start working on the podcast. <laughs> you know, <so>. Might as <laughs> well. I have many times over the years in multiple, you know, um, areas of, of working on whether it's music or podcasts or, or, you know, writing, you know, working on whatever it was I was working at the time. That is that, that extra time of not being, of not sleeping has come in very handy yeah. of, uh, of just like, well, I've got the time. I may as well go ahead and do something seemingly productive. And, Whereas I've got my regular full-time job. I've got, um, I've got a volunteer thing that I'm doing where we're trying to figure out the web streaming for them right now. Okay. Um, which is taking up a good amount of time. And then there's doing this. Right. And then, you know, my wife actually likes to see me from time yeah, to time. Yeah. You know, I so. don't, I don't have that problem right now, uh, of, uh, of, of a wife or a girlfriend or, or yeah, any of that kind of stuff. So it's been like, I think 18 years or something at this point with you and her. Yeah. We've been married for 14. Right. But, yeah. We dated for, you know, I have all these friends who have been married for like 10 plus years. You know, some of them coming up on 20, you know, type stuff. Yeah. Know? And uh, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, uh, you put both of my marriages together. I don't, I don't think I made 15. So, <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Maybe marriage just isn't for me. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it is I, what it is. It is what it is. But, you know, it's, I've actually, you know, one of the, we're really getting into this. One of the we don't have to. We change the subject. Uh, we will, but I, um, I can derail your train of thought in an instant. One of the things that I have come to understand about my relationships, yeah, uh, we're going to some some therapy here and some of the self reflection. Well, one of the things that I've really come to understand about my past relationships is that I have been really guilty of. And biscuit, you can hear biscuit in the back. Apparently, biscuit is always going to be on this show because he just he he, he has to be. <laughs> he just needs the attention. Uh, one of the things that I, that I have unpacked of my own problems with relationships is the fact that I have not been friends with the vast majority of people that I have been in relationships or marriages with. Okay, I can uh, see and that. so it's one of those things where it's a you know it's it's all of that you know, that new emotion up front and blah, 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 you know, type stuff. And, you yeah. know, the I love yous and, you know, this is so great. We're going to be together forever and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh. Then the work starts. And then the work starts. And it's like, wait a second. Do I even really like this person that much? <laughs> and that's nothing uh, like saying anything about any of their characters or anything. Well, most of them. But it's one of those things where it's like it's been a character flaw on my part. Sure. You know, so that's outside of one relationship that I did that I had that is still the healthiest relationship I was ever in where we were friends. Yeah. And and then, you know, we became more than friends, but it was still one of those things where there were a lot of other factors that that, that was in that, but her and I are still really really close friends now. You well, know, it's good. one of those things. And so it's like, yeah, that's okay. I I at least I know the template for what I want yeah, yeah, next, yeah, yeah. you know. Now that I have talked about something that is completely unrelated to this podcast for the last <laughs> three or four minutes, um, since the last time we got together, um, I have I have taken in some media um, that I'm interested to talk about. Okay. I did go and see Last Night in Soho. 
I thought we were going to do that together. I did not know that we were going to do that together. Oh. That's what I did last weekend. Like I did like Sunday night. I was like, well, crapola. Now I've got to catch up. Well, uh, I haven't seen Antlers yet. Um, although it's funny because Antlers did better at the box office than last night in Soho. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to do any spoilers on this. Last night in Soho, I really enjoy it. You know, it's Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, it's a good movie. The trailer okay the trailer is not dishonest of what the movie is okay okay but it is a little deceitful about where the movie goes let's put it that way okay um and it's not even like a twist or anything because it's really one of those that i had an inkling of what was coming i just didn't realize it was coming in the way that it did Gotcha. Okay. Um, some great performances, you know. Um, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy, I'd watch her do anything. I mean, she's she's a good actor. I mean, there's just no ifs. That uh, the the girl is kind of the main league, Thomason something. I can And the thing is, I have not seen her any because I haven't. I think her big role was like Jojo um, Jojo Rabbit, which I never saw. Um. And and she's like really young. I think she's like like twenty one or twenty two years old. Or something okay, like so that. she's so, really yeah, young. she's really new on the scene. Um, the um, what is her name? Thomason McKenzie. That's her name. Uh, and, and it's funny because it's one of those things that that I always love to see where she's actually from New Zealand, but she's playing someone from England. I always love to hear oh. like people who have like a, a different accent than Americans like do a different accent than Americans. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, because yeah. we see that quite a bit with like people from like Australia and different places who are coming. They, they play, they do yeah, American accents. They're trying to get the accent But it's one of the... Uh, doesn't whenever, quite hit it. Which for us, like it's one of those things, you know, someone who is a lot more uh, adept at telling the difference between what's a good English accent and what isn't will probably like eviscerate this. But considering that like, you know, we're just dumb Americans, it's one of those things, oh, they got an accent. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Throw an accent out there. Sure, that's, it's English, you know, or, or it's, it's you know, New Zealand or whatever, you know, type stuff. So, yeah. Um, uh, and then Matt Smith is in this also. Terrence Stamp is also, which I did not catch from the... Um, oh, really? Yes. And he is actually, he's got a, he's got a, supporting role in it okay he's wonderful terrence stamp for those of you who, who don't know off the top of it zod from superman 2 as yeah. well as so many other things but that's probably the big thing has got such a screen presence of just menace of like he doesn't even have to do anything all he has to do is just like look across the room yeah just like, kind of stare at you guy, you know that's it and uh he is really good like i said in just the he's got a supporting role so he's not in it you know a ton but yeah. he is wonderful and then um the other one was diana rigg is in this which this was her last role you know she died earlier this year oh, oh, oh. That that's news to me. Yeah, actually, I didn't uh, I realize that. I remember seeing that. Uh, it was in, uh, or actually, it was last year. It was September tenth of last year. She was eighty two years old. I mean, that that's you know, yeah. But I I hadn't heard that she'd passed. Actually. Yeah, you know, and Diana Rick, she was a Bond girl. Yeah, know, she was in on, on Her Majesty's Service, and she was in a whole bunch. She was also in Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, she played um, uh, Alina Ty- Tyrell. Yeah, you know, which. She was wonderful in that role, you know. Oh yeah, and as well as you know, again, she was in the Avengers. She played Emma Peel. You know, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things that you know she goes back a long way. 
Um, but yeah, this was her last role um, that she did, and uh, she's again wonderful in it. I don't understand how I missed that piece of news. Though. I remember seeing it. I, I I thought it was earlier this year, but no, it was in September of last year. So it's been a little while. I think this was one of those movies that was supposed to come out last year. You know, that oh, they got, got pushed, pushed to twenty yeah. you know, to, to twenty twenty one, as so many of them have. Oh yeah, and uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. The um, the the nineteen sixties of it all is pretty good without being hitting you over the head with it. They do something kind of interesting. Uh, where it's you know it's this whole the 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 character of uh, Ellie uh, that's the Thomas and McKenzie's character the main character you know has got this fascination with the sixties because you know she her grandmother you know yeah she listened to all the the records you know and she loves the fashion and this and that and all the movies and everything and so it's one of those things with her psychic abilities or whatever it is her gift as they call it you know where she's doing this time travel thing oh she's got the shine something like it's funny <laughs> it's funny because I, I heard someone else talk about that you know so you know it's like it's not it's the shinning you know or whatever so <laughs> to avoid but they never say anything like that it's just it's kind of a line that her grandmother drops at the very beginning about her yeah. you know the her gift or whatever you know um and uh it's one of those things where it's a little bit of the Oh, the swinging sixties in London and Soho and this blah 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 blah. And then it's like, oh wait, that was a real crap time to be a woman. You know, but it's not like beating you over the head of yeah. you know, it's like, no, the power dynamics here. Yeah, it's one of the things that, that happens so often with nostalgia in general. It's one of the things well, it's, with, the, it's, it's the rose colored exactly, glasses. You know, and it's also it it's not it's not only that, but it's also one of those things where like the fact that the eighties just keeps like going and going and going and going. Yeah. And what's funny now is to see people who were not born anywhere close to the eighties who were like, Oh, the eighties were so great. And it's be like, yeah, the reason why you think that is because all the media you grew up on was hearkening back to that. Yeah. And no, it wasn't a great time to be alive in a lot of ways. Like, yes, there was, there was some good music. There were some good movies. You're looking at all the pop culture stuff. What you're not looking at is what was going on around the world politically yeah. and culturally and, and culturally and all that kind of stuff where it's like medically no. yeah it's like no 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 it was a pretty crap time to be alive outside of the music and the movies you know and that type of stuff and and it's and it's something that's, that's happened with the 60s for a long time oh, everybody yeah. talked about oh yeah well it's like yeah but you have to in you know, the 70s and the 50s even going back to that you know it's just that's again that's one of those things we the grew 30s. up the we grew, 30s were the ultimate yeah, crap time but, but we grew up on all that like 50s nostalgia because of the baby boomers you know you yeah. know Greece and happy days and you know all anything Stephen King and yeah. <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff so yeah. it was just like oh, or, okay R.L. Stein because yeah, all of his exactly. you know his stuff harkens back to that that 50s, 60s, mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction, horror, size, exactly. sci-fi. So it's one of those things that, you know, this movie kind of like hammers that home of, hey. And that's where that's why a lot of our generation still has an affinity for that biker jacket. Yeah. That old I guess. school yeah, biker because, jacket. Yeah, because again, Grease and the, the Outsiders yeah. and, you know, all of that. Yeah, Happy Days, you know, the Fonzie and, you yeah. know, and just all that stuff that, you well, know, that, I mean, that all very of that, Gen X. All of that rolled over into the punk scene. Because the you know the mm -hmm. punk scene had mm -hmm. we're taking those jackets and oh we're and gonna doing, get into the punk scene here in a little bit so. yeah and, <laughs> and and dealt with all of that and then of course we grew up on the punk scene punk right. and metal scene punk and metal and that was yeah they they handily uh, in, embraced a lot of that 
yeah, that type of stuff. Um, where is it? Here it is. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I I I really enjoyed last night in Soho. I okay, mean, so I a, need to go see it. It is a. They build it as a horror movie. And it's not really a horror movie. War it's really more of a thriller and thriller suspense. Spence, yeah. You know, and there there is something that happens. The visuals in this thing are spectacular. There okay. are there are a couple of scenes, especially at the end when we're like kind of in the final conflict. Sure. That it's one of those things like, oh, that is a beautiful the way that they framed, the way that they did this, like the way it was shot, the way yeah. the imagery of it and all that kind of, I mean, it's just like, wow, that, that is pretty awesome. You know, and also the whole deal, it's like, and they show a little bit of it in the, in the trailer where, you know, she goes, she goes to sleep and she's wake in, in her dreams, you know, she's like back in the sixties. Yeah. That whole thing where like Anya Taylor joy is walking down the, the stairwell and you can see Thomas and, Mackenzie in the mirror. Oh, okay. And it, it, nice. it goes back and forth between that and a lot of stuff. And it's one of those things also because there's like so it's kind of using the mirror the mirror as a right. portal between and it's the one two of those worlds. things where they for the longest time they kind of hint at one can see the other possibly like it's not just Ellie that can see. Um, it's a portal. It's a two way door. Kind of, but they 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 kind of play with the whole um, whether or not. Um, are we touching in on reincarnation? No. Okay. No. I had to ask the question. Yeah, I know. And, and because it's something that you could kind of get into, a little, you know, like you, you could kind of look at, you know, kind of like, oh, I might be able to draw, but it's not because of the way it all plays out. Yeah, you know? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's it's more of Ellie can see her. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on on what her what Anya Taylor Joy's actual character's name is. But they never really. They only hint at the fact that she can see Ellie. Not, okay. They never actually make it, you know, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay. And it also kind of hints at the fact that what it, what it comes down to is that they're inhabiting the same body in some ways, even though it's one of those things where Ellie, uh, a, lot of time, Ellie okay. a lot of times seems to be on the outside looking at her. But um, there is a, there's a scene early on where like, they're make um she's making out with Matt Smith's character and the Jack is his name. I remember that. I can't remember her name for whatever reason. In an elevator, and then like Ellie wakes up the next day and she's got Hickey in the same spot. Oh. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, what happened? You know, it's it's, okay. it's, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, I'm okay, what's going on here? Go it's a this. it's a pretty interesting. Um, and you didn't want to talk about this preview in the episode we did I Halloween. Kills. I was just I wanted to talk about Halloween Kills. I didn't want to talk about the previews. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the fact I had seen this preview so many times prior to that that, that it wasn't anything new to me. That so, was I the mean, first I, time I'd seen yeah, it. So. That, and that was the whole thing with that with talking about the previews and that was it because I go to the movies on a regular basis for the most part. You know, yeah. like Eternals opens this weekend, and I'm going to at some point go see that you know and then I, and then ghostbusters afterlife is the next weekend and then there's there's several see, things now, coming you know over the next couple now months. that one i want to go spend money on right. and go see me and renee will probably go see that one right um but i because money's tight we have to pick and choose what it. we do um I since mean. you were talking about movies um renee and i have actually picked up a new um it, it's actually been out a while, uh-huh. but it's on HBO Max. It's called Lovecraft Country. All right, tell me about it. 
Pitch, pitch this to me. Come on. Okay, so first off, it's a Jordan Peele right, I know. joint. I know. And the TV show is based off of a book called Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And it's based in the, I'm going to say probably the 50s, maybe right. 60s. Um, no, it's definitely the 50s because everything is uber segregated. Right. I, I know I it mean, has to do with segreg- with the yeah. civil rights movement and everything. So. But it's, it's basically about... It's about a family finding out that they've got a magical background okay. and trying to rediscover their history because it's been hidden from them. And it gets into time travel. It gets into metaphysical. It gets right. into horror. Um, it, it's it's literally a television show that's based on a book where the book ends up in the television show. Mm-hmm. And it ties directly into the family that's being talked about in the television show that the book is, I mean, right. it's, it's, it gets, and, and we're, we're only into the first season, but we're really enjoying Well, it. there's only one season of it so far. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah. So, but that is one of those that when it premiered last year, I guess it was, that I was like, oh, I want to go check this one out. And yeah. then I just never got around to it. Then I started hearing people who were like, I really like it. I have no idea what's going on, you know? And I'm like, all right, I've already watched enough shows okay. like that. Well, hold on. Like <laughs> if they can't figure out what's going on, they right. need to find a simpler television well, it's show. Just like, because this one's fairly easy to follow. There was even a Saturday Night Live sketch where they were talking. It was funny because it was actually set. There was people that were like sitting outside the stadium getting ready to go into a Titans game, which was yeah. I thought was pretty funny. And they were talking about Lovecraft Country, and they were and like somebody was trying to explain it to the rest of the group, and they were all like, "Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> it 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 definitely winds in on itself, right? But it's not that hard to follow. Okay. I mean, it it I've I've found it very enjoyable. It, okay. It's one of those things to where. I'm, I've got to be in bed by nine because I've got to get up at like right. four thirty to be at work the next day, and I'm like, mm-hmm. do we? I really want to watch another episode. Yeah, but. Well. well, like I said, you know, it's one. Of, there's only one season of it. Yeah, which is funny because several HBO shows, like um, I watched Euphoria when it was, you know, when it when it came. That's on. one that I've been meaning to watch. I really liked it. It's not always easy to watch, and and I say that because the subject matter that it that it approaches is just not very easy to watch sometimes, you know, dealing a lot with like, you know, um, addiction and, you know, prob like, you know, familiar problems and, and even, you know, like some, some sexual and gender, you know, politics and that kind of stuff. And and it's one, again, one of those things where at least in my estimation, I never felt like I was being beat over the head with anything. Sure. But it's still one of those things where it's like Euphoria is really is really weird because they do this whole thing where like when and again I can't remember her character's name, but when Zendaya is like in the moment of the drug stuff, yeah. They have this very ethereal what's going on around her that's very pretty and you know that kind of stuff sure but it's one of those soft focuses yeah you know pastel it's, it's, colors. yeah and it is and it's one of those things like oh you know and you know the music you yeah. know and all this kind of stuff and it's like oh that's what but then it comes back to <clears throat> the ugly reality really fast where it's like it's very jarring sometimes going from that dream like you know everything's State, oh ways wonderful you know. blah 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 to wow, right back into reality of yeah. wow harsh light of day you know type stuff that, and you you say that and that kind of reminds me of that Marvel show that was on Fox 
that was the all legion. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would be very kind of dreamlike and ethereal. It don't happen on the astral plane. That's the whole thing with yeah. Legion, you know. Whenever, yeah, I know. Uh, but Which yeah. I enjoyed that show up until the point that I went. I forget what happened, but I stopped watching it. Yeah. And I need to you go know, back. You know, they pick had it a up. couple. There was also uh, there was that other show that Fox had that was called The Gifted, yeah. which was again it was an X Men. You know, yeah. it was in the because you know the Polaris and different. You know, there there were all these. You, know, you had the Strucker twins, you know, and all this stuff. And it was like, oh, this is pretty cool that they're they're going pretty deep on some of this X Men pool yeah. here. And I watched the, about I think half of the first season and liked it. I just fell off with it and didn't come back. And then I only got like two seasons. And so I'm like, I keep yeah. going back. And everybody and I keep hearing, no, it's really good. You should watch it. But I hate to to go in and watch something like that knowing that it's going to end. In only two seasons, yeah. Same thing with Legion. I kept hearing good things about that as well. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great show. That one was on FX, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an FX show, so it was a little bit, yeah, a little little darker, yeah, Yeah. a little darker, a little more hardcore. I'm fine with, yeah, especially with that character. You know, again, going back to my comic book dorkiness. You know, I know who Legion is, and you know what was going on there. Um, you know, with, I, uh, I just something David, happened uh, in my own personal life, and I fell off from watching it. Right. And I never picked it back up. That is, you know, it's funny because like last, like, you know, we're we're in a new television season now, and there are certain shows that I have watched fairly religiously, you know, for a while. Okay, that I just really didn't come back on this year, and it wasn't for any particular reason it's just i just yeah. haven't watched as much television you know in the last couple months as you know i may have prior so i've been kind of catching up on some stuff and some of it's been good and some of it and, and like okay like one of the you, shows what do you what, what are you watching right one now? of the shows that I, i've been on since day one is the goldbergs okay i hear a lot of good stuff about that i just haven't watched it yet the goldbergs is a lot of fun again it's it's all 80s porn that's all it is i mean <laughs> it, it is i mean it's just like and it's one of those things that it, it's it's narrated by uh or it's you know because it's one of those things where it's the adam goldberg like yeah the, who is an actually he's like the producer and the creator of the show you know all that kind of stuff yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah but it's based on him growing up in the 80s you know and uh the voiceover, you know, like this doing the narration, it's Patton Oswald. Oh, and okay. He's, yeah. It's kind of like that that Wonder Years thing where it's the the older him looking back. And yeah. It always starts off. It was nineteen eighty something, and and they go into whatever the premise of the show that that episode's going to be. The thing that has killed me with it though is because one week they'll say it was nineteen eighty something, and and they'll be covering something that happened like in eighty eight. And then the next week it'll be like it was nineteen eighty something and blah blah blah. And it'll be like that happened in like eighty two. You know, so there's no like starting at the beginning and going forward. It's just like they're pulling stuff from so, everywhere. So they're they're yeah, jumping around all in over the place. And it can okay. be kind of jarring sometimes, but it's yeah. also one of those things where they they most definitely are are keeping it tongue in cheek, you know? Sure. And and uh so it's one of those things that like they they just started the ninth season, which I can't believe it's been on for nine seasons, you know. But the thing is I bet is they it, end after ten. Maybe. It, it's kind of getting to a point where it's they, they did a spinoff um a couple of years ago. It was called uh, Schooled and it was set in the nineties. It was one of the characters that like they basically jumped ahead, you know. Okay. And they were doing the same thing. Actually it was several of the characters because it was basically the the high school that, that he goes to it was jumping ahead to like that school ten years later, and like his sister's best friend Lainey had come back, you know, and she was a teacher there now. Oh, and, 
okay. And so it yeah. was one of those things where, you, but you still got like all the same people that you had, you know, like sure. the, the gym coach and the, you know, Tim Meadows is the, is the principal of the school, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Wait a minute. I did not know yeah. that. Well, actually Tim Meadows, he is the guidance counselor in, uh, the Goldbergs, but yeah. in school, he was actually the principal okay. of the school. Okay, I'm so. definitely going to have to go and back and great. watch yeah. this because I liked him better. Yeah. And, uh, and it's one of those things that like, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Brian um, is a comedian. Oh, he, he, he was the, the, skin, the, the gym teacher, you know, type thing. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and it's one of those things where you start going, oh, uh, uh, what's his name? Clancy Brown has got a reoccurring role where he's like, he's like, I think he's the history teacher oh, or really? something like Yeah, it's one of those things. Okay, that's and fun. like And like Steve Gutenberg has a reoccurring role where he is a science teacher. And, yeah. you know, and it's one I'm of those. A, I'm going to have to go back and pick it up. And they, and they bring different, you'll, you'll get different people. You know, from like I think uh, Anthony Michael Hall's been on the show, and, and nice. I think Molly, Ring, I believe Molly Ringwald was on there. there. There's a whole bunch of like they keep bringing, you know, and like you know they they've done a, a Breakfast Club episode, they've done a you know they they've done all they did a Back to the Future episode, that Transformers the movie, you know, I mean, yeah. all this stuff, and it's one of those things where like the character of Adam of Adam Goldberg is very much a who we were, uh, of, of <laughs> really into like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. he's really, he's still, even now, like he's like a senior in high school in this, ep- in this season. Okay. And it's one of those things where he's, you know, he wants to be a, uh, he wants to make movies. Like that's his whole thing. He's really into movies and all that kind of stuff, but he still has like all of his toys, like in his room, you know, he's like, Whoa, 18, yeah. yeah. And it's like one of those he's things probably where, a member of the AV club. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. It's every bit of that stuff where it's like, he's very much a geek. Very much, you know, and he has friends, you know, that are in that same, you know, yeah, and absolutely. And, and it's really, it's sometimes I watch it and I'm like, well, this was a, this is uncomfortable. This, this, this reminds <laughs> me a lot of some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and he's got like a, you know, the, his mom is like really, like his dad, like, is just like, I just want to come home and watch television and be left alone, you know? Yeah. But his, that his mom familiar. is like very overbearing. Like, she's like very much like the snowplow parent of, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. And, and, but she's also a really funny character on top of it. Okay. All. It's a good show. I just, for whatever reason, have not picked up on it this season as much, and it's really kind of coming to a a logical conclusion of he's the he's the youngest of three. He's the last one who's still in high school yeah. who's getting ready to move on, and his sister is now engaged, getting ready to get married, you know, and and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's you. one of those where it's it's coming to a fairly logical conclusion. I just I need to jump back on it for this season. Okay. Um, the other thing, the other one that I just. I sometimes ask myself why I'm still doing this, and then I and then I'll watch an episode and be like, "Oh yeah, this is why." Is the Connors just came back, you know, which is the you know the Roseanne spinoff. Yeah, I I tried with that one, and I just you know I couldn't get into here's, it. Here's the thing with the Connors is that since Roseanne was fired from the show. And yeah. they, you know, they they killed her off. You know that was the yeah. whole the big thing with the way, the way that they brought it back is that you know she died of a, an opioid overdose, which they was something they had set up prior. It wasn't a yeah. Oh, this was well. It you really understand why that show lasted as long as it did because Roseanne Barr is funny, and she made that show funny. Yeah. All the stuff that they're doing on there now, they're really like focusing on Darlene, which don't get me wrong, Darlene's probably the most compelling character to come off of that show. Oh, absolutely. But they're still doing Darlene 
40 something yeah the same way they were doing darlene as a teenager and it's one of those things where it's like darlene was never funny she had some no. funny lines here and there she was the dark mopey one right and it's one of the and it but it was Moody. one of the, yeah and that's the, probably a little bipolar yeah absolutely you know and and it's one of those things where they're still doing a good job of depicting what a lot of middle america goes through yeah you know um, they one thing that they've done that has been a brilliant move is that Katie Siegel, a uh, Katie Seagal, yeah, you know, Peg Bundy and Gemma from um, they, Sons, uh, of, Sons Anarchy. of Anarchy, you know, kind of, is on the show now, and her and Dan got married this season. Oh, okay. And she was it was it was somebody that like they went to high school together, you know, and yeah. so it's one of those things that you know and they went so, through and they went through all of the like so peg finally killed off al yeah, and went like over <laughs> and married roseanne's husband but but it's 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 one of those things where they really did through the last couple seasons unpack the whole dan didn't know if he could move on without roseanne and and it was one of those things where he was really kind of conflicted you know he was like you know i found this new person but i feel like i'm betraying my wife by yeah. you know type stuff and they really unpacked a lot of the, of the what it takes to grieve and to, to move on with your life and that kind of stuff. And so it's one of those things that she has been a wonderful addition to the show, which she's great. She's a great in, actor. Any, she's great in anything you put just, her Just in, don't yeah. let her sing. Yeah, she does sing in it a little bit. Oh, that, that no. was a little bit. And that was a, that was a, because it was one of those things she was touring, she was in a band. She's you know? so much, want, Katie Seagal herself, so much wants to be like a yes. professional musician. Well, you know, and, she was a backup singer for Bette Midler. Yes. You know, and like, and, and look, Katie she, and Seagal. She's, she's a backing vocalist. That's what I say. Katie Seagal is a backing vocalist. Yeah. She is, and it's one of those things, it, there are there are many people, and I'll tell you somebody else who is the same way, is um, Carney Wilson. Yes. Carney Wilson is great in a group. Yes. I don't like hearing her out front. You know, that is, you know, but it's not that she's a bad singer. It's just that she doesn't have the voice to carry yeah. to be a front person. But she's wonderful. In I mean, the, you know, in you've a got three kind. You got three types. You've got right. the front person who can't do any kind of support sing or sing with a group right. or anybody at all. You've got those that are supporting singers mm-hmm. that all they can do is harmonize. Is there a reason why you're giving me the finger? Right I'm not giving you the finger. <laughs> Shut up. And then you've got you've got folks that can do both. Right. Right. And those are the really truly gifted a, a, vocalists. Agreed. agreed. Um, and uh, so yeah, but that is it's it's been kind of cool watching the Connors over the like since they came back because they they have brought back a bunch of characters from you know like uh, last season they brought back Danielle Harris as because um, you know, remember she was on Roseanne yeah you know she was um, oh, what was her name she was a next door neighbor you know and it was yeah. one of those things her and Darlene kind of had a little bit of a you know a rivalry in a lot of ways because they were so polar opposite of each other yeah but now she comes back to town. And they're hanging out, you know, kind of one of those things. And it really took like a, like she was on one full episode, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where like they had become friends, you know, and this kind of stuff. And then Darlene goes over to talk to her, um, you know, like a couple days later and she died. The wow. Whole, the whole reason that she had come back to town is that she had a, a she had brain cancer. And she didn't have a lot of time left, and she wasn't telling anybody why she was back oh, in town. Okay, and so it's kind of one of those things. I hated to see them kill her off because she was such a good character. Yeah, but at the same time, it, again, it goes back to that whole they've always they were always good about 
throwing real life yeah. into this sitcom. I mean, let's go back. One of the, like, in, in our generation, as far as sitcoms, one of the most iconic moments on television was when they found out that Jackie was being beat by her boyfriend. Yeah. And, you know, and it's one of those things where, like, there's that moment where, you know, Roseanne tells Dan, and then she walks out of the room, and Dan stands there for a second, kind of looks around, and then walks out, and you know exactly what's getting ready to happen. Oh, yeah. You he's know? he's he going did, over he there. he went over and beat the crap out of the guy. As should have should been have, done. I know. And it was also one of those things where if you go back and watch that episode, when he leaves, the live audience are, are behind him. Yeah. I mean, the, it's, you know... It, Whatever, you know, type thing. But it's still one of those things where it's like, yeah, I remember what, that was a really heavy episode. Yeah, it was. And uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff that happened, you know. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was that funny, show, but part there of the was a re- lot of real life to that show. Part of the reason why it was so funny is because a lot of times they would take you to a very dark place mm-hmm. and then bring you back out of right. it. Right. It, it, a lot of it goes back to um, 25 years ago when I was in college and I was taking a an English class, and I remember the professor said that there are two types of laughter. There's a laughter of humor, and there's a laughter of knowing. Yeah, <laughs> and there, and that is yeah. yes, that is very, and it's it's one of, the, and you can always tell the difference between the two. Yeah, there there is a oh ho oh, 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 and it's like oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> and that's a, again, the Connors is not as good as Roseanne. I'll I'll say that straight. No, up. it's not going to um, be. And, and, yeah, I and just, it never will. I, I tried to watch it. I just right. I couldn't get into it. It didn't have the same feel for it me. It doesn't. Yeah, the, and they've done everything. Even, even when Roseanne was still on the show, I tried to get into it. And when they when they brought Roseanne back for that one season, right? You know, it wasn't the same. But I also looked at it as like, okay, this has been twenty yeah plus years at this point, and they're getting back into it. Uh, give them a little bit of time, and then that whole thing happened. And yeah, they come back to something completely different than what they were. All they I'm going to say is, I I will never take a prescription for Avian right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ambien, yeah, Ambien, Ambien. Sorry, that we're not going. That that's a whole other thing to unpack. Yeah, um, that that the is amount of a, people that have basically been canceled because of that drug. There's dude, Ambien, dude. I have Ambien stories. No. I was on it at one point, and I think I've told that before. My my final thing with Ambien, I stopped taking it, was because I did not know that I had purchased a guitar amp off of eBay for like three days. Wow. And it wasn't until I got an, e- an email like, hey, are you going to pay for this thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I went and looked on my, which I was in the market for one to begin with. Yeah. But I did not realize that I had purchased it for three days because I was... Was it a good guitar amp? Yeah, it was a Marshall combo. I mean, oh, it was, okay. Yeah, it was a, it was a oh, JCM 900 no, that I, I used to I, have. Yeah, yeah. It, I remember And that. it was. It was a good amp, you yeah. know, but it was still one of those things where it was like, I did not realize that I ordered this, you know? Like, yeah. Completely no memory, you know? They they really should take that off it's, the market. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Anyways, okay, so the next thing that I have, and it was something that I remembered hearing about, okay. and then it just completely left my mind for whatever reason. Last night, I was flipping through the channels, and you know, with having YouTube t- TV, I have several channels that I normally oh, put, okay. you know, type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I have Epics, which is, I think it's a, I don't know, I've barely. No, it's a, it's a pay channel. It, I know it's, it's like, a pay it's channel. like Showtime and HBO yeah. and all that. Well, but it's mostly movies, right? But they were showing an episode of this. 
It's a four-part documentary called Punk that was produced by Iggy Pop, and it is excellent. I watched all four episodes. Nice. Uh, they interview... It, it came out in 2019, and okay. I remember seeing yeah. something about Iggy Pop was producing some kind of punk documentary, you know, and everything, but I kind of... It, it got lost somewhere in the shuffle. Like, sure. And, of course, being on Epics, I didn't, at the time, didn't have any of that stuff, you know, so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll have to figure it out some other way. And then, so it was one of those things I saw, and it was like the second or third ep- episode that I ran into. And I went back and like, oh, look, on demand, they're all here. So I just started at the beginning, you know. And um, it's really good because it does. It starts, they, you know, they talk to Wayne Kramer from the MC5, and okay. they talk to Iggy Pop, you know, which were, you know, and then, of course, they're Producer. talking about, you know, of course, they're talking about, you know, hearing the, you know, the Kinks do, girl, you really got me, you know, yeah. and that guitar sound and how that kind of, played into you know all that kind of stuff so you get that that prehistory of that they talked to sylvain sylvain from oh uh, nice. which, you know this is before he you know he died last year yeah. you know uh they talked to henry rollins they talked to um debbie harry and uh matt uh i think guitar player what's his name um the, the other member of blondie okay they talked to wayne county which I had completely forgotten about. They talk, really, yeah. I didn't forget about Wayne I, County. I, 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 it was one of those things that, like, whenever, whenever I started, I was like, "Oh, dude, I forgot about Wayne County." And it's just like, yeah, because for whatever reason, um, they talked to a whole. I mean, like, they don't talk to everybody, but they talk to a lot of them. Johnny Rotten and his stuff, which you know how I kind of feel about Johnny Rotten. Yeah, I really enjoyed his interviews because it, the way that they do it is. It's literally a, they're sitting on a couch, kind of looking right straight into the camera. Yeah. Talking, you know, maybe a little off. The camera might be a little off depending on who it is, you know, type stuff. Johnny Rotten, no, is sitting right straight in front of the camera, smoking cigarettes and just being Johnny Rotten. Yeah. All of it. And like not lying about a single thing. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's the thing about Lydell, though. I know. He, he is who he is, mm-hmm. but you don't have to mm-hmm. wonder where you stand. And I'll tell him. you, one of the things that I have liked about John Lydell, I'm not going to say Johnny Rod, I'm going to say John Lydell, yeah. is the fact that over the years, every time, and he does it here as well, every time he has talked about Sid Vicious and about what happened to Sid Vicious yeah. and how, you know, the whole Nancy Spungen of it all because of, you know, her introducing him to heroin, you know, right. that kind of stuff. He has gone on record saying Sid would have never dated someone like Nancy Spungen if I hadn't introduced him to her. And I take responsibility for what happened to him because of that. Wow. Which is, yeah, that, that's, you know, that, and he has, I mean, I remember like seeing that documentary, the filth and the fury, you know, almost 20 yeah. years ago, it's same thing, you and know, he, and he's still taking he's responsibility. Still, and like in this thing, he did, he looked straight in the camera. He's like, I take responsibility. I have to live with this every day. Yeah. I introduced her to him or him to her and they both wound up dead because of it. You know I mean? Just some people, <laughs> you just can't put them together. I know. It, I know. It's, it's, it's like putting matches to oh, gasoline. But what's really kind of cool is that, you know, it, it starts off in that early, that pre that pre era, yeah. Uh, of course, they talked to Marky because Marky's the only long term member of the Ramones that's still alive. Well, right. I guess is CJ still alive? I think he is, but I think I don't I don't know. But Marky is kind of the most notable of the Ramones that's yeah, still yeah. alive. That of course they talked to him. They talked to um, 
Oh, the guys from Bad Brains, and and they oh. talk to multiple people from um, from Black Flag. Okay, uh, they get Fat Mike from No Effects. So now they even get they nice. get Catherine, uh, Kathleen, uh, uh, Hannah, um, Kath- yeah, Kathleen Hannah from Bikini Kill yeah. comes in towards the end of it. They talk to um, oh, what's her name from L Seven? Um, oh, the lead oh, singer. Um, um, shoot, what is her name? They talk to Dave Grohl. They talk I to Duff McKagan is in this. I mean, it's one of those things where, oh, of course, you know, Joan Jett. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jello Biafra oh, okay. is in here, you know, uh, from Dead Kennedys. Uh, they, they talk to just all kinds of people. Um, Thurston Moore, I forgot he was in this. Um, oh, they talked to uh, Viv Aberdeen from The Slits. Oh, I mean, okay. they really, they really go... Uh, Did in, they talk to anybody from X? Yes, they had um, uh, they had uh, John Doe as well as um, um, what's her name, Xane. 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 They Xine. talked to her also. Um, That's probably been one of the more amazing shows I've been to. Yeah, so I, mean, I got I got to see the original lineup of X play here in Nashville. Uh, but they, I mean, they really do like talk to a bunch. Oh, they had noodles from. Um, oh, uh, really? From. Um, um, that's nice. The offspring, because because and Billy Joe Armstrong also because they get on up into like the '90s punk stuff. <sighs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not a fan of the offspring. They really, are, I mean, Green Day or Green Day. Yeah. Sorry, they sorry. get up into a lot of that, and they talk to oh, what's his name? Of course, Mike Ness is in this also. They talk to oh, what's the dude's name? Okay, enough with Danita Sparks. That's who we're talking. Oh, about. okay, yeah. I I need to see this documentary. It really is good. Like it's re- it's very. I mean, again, like they don't. There's a few people that you go. Why didn't they talk to anybody from the Misfits, or why didn't they talk to anybody from well, several? You, you other? can't talk to everybody. Well, I know, and and there is that whole you can't talk. But what's really kind of cool is they start off and they're talking about the early studio yeah. stuff. They get in the Ramones and they get in the other kind of stuff. And then they get into the next episode is predominantly about the British side of it. Yeah. You know, and that's where they, they, they talk, you know, they, they talk to uh, one of the, I can't, remember, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but one of the members they of the Clash. To, okay, I was going to ask, um, why, why haven't I heard the Clash mentioned? The Clash, obviously, is, you know, of course they talk, and then they talk about a bunch of, of the different, you know, yeah. not just the slits, but also the bags and the, you know, and like all these different, like, you know, a Susie, or, you know, that's the other thing. Susie, Susie Sue doesn't show up in this, which I was really? kind of, I was kind of shocked about that. But it's they go through so much of that, and then the next episode is pretty much about the hardcore scene in the eighties. Yeah, which is really interesting uh, because some of those guys now kind of look back at that as like I'm really glad that that went away for what it was then because of how it had been co opted by a lot of white supremacists. Yeah, and it also it just became way too violent than what we ever wanted. You know, and it's one of those things, like I said, they talked to, you know, the, what's his name? That uh, was lead singer for, um, he was lead singer for Black Flag and then he went for the Circle Jerks. Um, shoot, I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm um, losing all punk credibility here. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> of course, then again, I've, I never really, you know, being the metal guy, but I never yeah, had so, much punk. But, but it's one of those things where they go through all of that stuff. You know? and, yeah. and then, and then when, he, when you get to the fourth episode, that's whenever they start talking about like, 
when grunge and and then like the, the grunge 90s, is just Seattle punk, right? And that's the whole thing they talk about. You know, yeah. they talk about how like you know someone like Soundgarden is not punk, but Nirvana was in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, it's well, like, talk about the difference between the two. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's not well, Mud Honey. Yeah, punk. you know exactly. You know, and, and they go through all that stuff, and, and they do get into the whole like, and they, and they talk about like Epitaph rep- records and how yeah. like all of a sudden they exploded in the nineties and they get into the warp tour and they talk about how like everybody wants to look back at that era and say, Oh, you guys sold out and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, we brought punk to the masses, you know, where it's a, you know, what would you rather have? Would you rather, would you rather that, that people, well, it gets, and it's a good question about music in general because we see this all the time. Oh yeah, this is this is an this argument. Is an that, age old, you because know. you you have the first group that discovers the band, right? You actually, those are the people that actually make them popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's be honest. If you like a band and you're the first one to discover them, you're going to be sharing them with everybody you know, right? Well, all those people are going to share them with everybody right. they know. And, Once you and, get to the third and fourth generation on that, usually the ver- the first generation, like, oh, I liked them before they were cool. Yeah. And it's like, and look, then, dude, just, by, just enjoy the fact that you, your favorite band is, is getting popular. And, you and, know? and by the fourth or fifth generation, you're also getting, well, I don't like those guys because they sold out. Exactly. And, and, and that's what they get into a lot into this of like. And to quote Jason Newsom from yes, Metallica, we sell out, we every, sell out every night. Right. Exactly. And uh, yeah, every seat, every night, exactly. Yeah. Um, and 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 it is one of those things where they get into a lot of that at the yeah. end of it. Of and, and again, I'm not a huge Green Day fan. But like, I'm, don't I'm get hip- me wrong. I'm a hypocrite on that, even because yeah. I'm not a fan of most of the Metallica stuff after Injustice I know, for All. I know. I know you make that abundantly clear. Every yeah. Time. <laughs> and I'm also I'm also admitting I'm a hypocrite yeah, about well, it. So I'm not a big fan of their stuff after you know. I, when you get to load and, and further, no, you know, I, don't, I mean, it's like no. th- there, I think that between load and reload, there's a good album in there. There's not a good Metallica album in there, but there's a good rock album yeah. in there. I mean, that's, you know, between the two of them, but unfortunately they put out both of them and there's a lot of just middling n- nonsense yeah. on, on both of between the two. Um, what, what I was going to get to though, is that the green day of it all is kind of one of those where it's one of the things they do in here that I really enjoy is that they'll talk about, to somebody, you know, out of in a band, and they'll have they'll have a record player sitting there, yeah, and they'll pull out uh, the vinyl and put it on and talk, you know, whatever, and they'll put it on, and then they'll have people listening to it, like they'll have different people listening to the song, and yeah. they'll kind of be like reacting to it here and there, and it was something that like they put on Dookie, and they and then Billy Joel drops it on um, on um, there's the song? all kinds of comments I could make I there, know. but the uh, the song. Um, Oh, what's the song? Uh, do you have the time to listen to me? You know that song. Um, yeah. And I can't, because it's, it's one of those things that the, the, the title never appears in the, you know, it's one of those songs. And like Marky Ramone is sitting there listening to it. He goes like, yeah, there's a lot of Ramones in this. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like, you know, it's one of those things where they're kind of going through all this, you know? And it's, they, they, they talk about Green Day, you know, about them starting off as really wanting to be like, you know, they're this West Coast, Orange County punk, you know, type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And how they crossed over in the mainstream and got huge, you know, like right off the bat. You know, what, Dookie wasn't their first release. You know, they had a couple of, of oh, yeah. um, prior to that, you know, independent releases and stuff. But that was, you know, they, they come out on their major later debut and just like sell a stupid amount of, of records. Yeah. And 
how people like, oh, they sold out and this and that, and they're not punk anymore and this and that. It's like, and that again goes back to when they're talking to the 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 founders of, of Warp Tour, you know, because it's one yeah, of the things sure. they said. You know, they were like, look, we were into we were into skate, we were into skaters, and you know, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And so we were like, hey, why don't we just bring all of this stuff out? And you know, all of a sudden, you know, we've got. 20,000 people showing up to a, to a, you know, a, a, per, a skating event, right? Basically. You know, and there's, and there's all these bands that you like, but then everybody's like mad because, you know, Vans is, is supporting it, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, you Some, sold out. Somebody's got to pay for all and, this And that's crap. what he said. He's like, we never made a dime off of, off of sale, like uh, actual ticket sales. It's like, we would have never yeah. made, we would have never been able to do what we were doing if it hadn't have been for that corporate sponsorship. Yeah. At least we were, de- we were doing something that was related to what we were, yeah. what we were trying to, you know, put out there. And, and we brought punk to middle America. And you know? I mean, you don't get much more skate than Vance. I know, I know. And so it's like, and again, it goes back to, and and it's something that's, it's a through line through all of this. Like, especially once they get into like the hardcore, like the third episode. Yeah. Where they're talking like several, several people say, yeah, you know, all, you know, we're punk. But then it's, people were like, no, there are rules about what's punk, you know? And, and, and like, I forget who it was. Um, that, uh, what's the guy's name? I never get, cause I gotta, I gotta give him credit for this. Um, I was kind of hoping it was Rollins. It wasn't. No, it wasn't Rollins. It was. Um, he, he's kind of the the street philosopher and all that group. I think it was. No, it wasn't him. And you'll have to forgive me for not being able to pull all this stuff right because I, I I know I just watched it last night, but it's still one of those things where like the the sheer volume of of people who are presented in this thing. Sometimes it just all runs together. A little overwhelming. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I, maybe I will drop a note whenever I do the most on this of who it was. But basically said, you know, it was one of those things where punk music started off and it was a, there are no rules. You can do whatever you want to. Yeah. As long as it stays inside this box. And he was like, that's not freedom. You know, and, and, and I get that because yeah. we've all seen it. We've seen it in punk. We've seen it in metal. We've seen it in all kinds of stuff where it's like, as soon as you do yeah, something that's yeah. just a little outside of what people have determined is punk, well, you're not punk anymore. Why not? You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it, well, you stepped outside the box. Well, screw your box. You know, punk music is not supposed to be inside of a box. It's supposed to be all encompassing. You know, it's whatever you decide it's going to be, yeah. you know. Uh, metal's kind of you know metal has there are, let's let's be honest there are certain rules with metal <laughs> yeah and a million different subgenres exactly and so it's kind of one of those things where it, it gets very daunting after a while well, trying to figure I mean, it out so. let, let's be honest if it wasn't for Lemmy Kilmeister I mean that's the guy mm-hmm. who actually got the punk kids and the metal kids know, talking I to know, each other I know you know and, and what's so great was it like you know like Duff McKagan, like I said, was in was in this, and, yeah. and he was during the like the eighties. Like they're talking about you know, the hardcore stuff, and he was talking about the bands that he played because he started off playing punk music, yeah. you know. And he said that it was one of those things that after a few years, he was like, "This is done. I, I need to go find what else. What's the next thing in in rock music? Yeah, because this has this has become too 
it's become two up its own butt, basically, is yeah. what, it, what it came down to. And Henry Rollins even talked about, like, the five years that he was in Black Flag. And he was like, yeah. he's like, as far as he's like, when he's like, I was in Black Flag from 81 to 86. And when I left in 86, I pretty much decided that Punk was dead, you know, because it was one of those things that well, we, we, were, we had seen it uh, co-opted by so many groups that we didn't, didn't want involved yeah that you know and he says it's one of those things that like they talked about like the dc scene and all that kind of stuff yeah. it literally would be one of those things where different bands had different gangs associated with them yeah and it was like that's not what it was supposed to be you know but that, that it was not supposed to be that by any stretch of the imagination he talked about it like in the five years that he was in black flag that throwing that like punching somebody just became second nature because that was the only way to survive. Yeah. You know, it was kind of one of those things where somebody, he said, he was like, somebody was like, Hey, what's going on? It was immediately just like, pow. And then they were like, what'd you do that for? It's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> it just yeah. kind of like, a, because you just didn't know what was going to happen because it had become so violent. And so, yeah. you know, and, um, it, which is, it's a sad state of anything. I mean, we, we've all, they talk and they did talk a lot about the, you know, the, the mosh pits and you know, everything about how like, right. you know, it's like, Hey, we saw people for the longest time who would, you know, they would go down people would pick them up and go along. He's like, all of a sudden we saw people go down and they might not come back up again. In fact, there's a good chance they were going to get curb. Exactly. While they were down exactly. There. And so, you know, they would see that kind of stuff happen from time to time, you know, see, and it the, was just a, you, you knew the difference between the metal kids and the punk kids. Cause the metal kids would help you back up for the most part. The, yeah. well, you know, let's say it was a, pan, a Pantera show exactly, or something like that. Was, yeah, was, that um, was Lord of the flies. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who survived one of those mosh pits. Yeah. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Um, but mm. you know, the punk kids, if you went down, you were probably getting yeah. curb stomped by multiple people. Now, that has changed quite a bit over the years. You know, punk, yeah. punk has definitely become a more um, um, kinder, gentler <laughs> yeah. scene than it used to be, thankfully, in a lot of well, ways. Well, you know, it, it got to the point to where they realized that we're fighting ourselves and we're getting mm -hmm. our butts handed mm -hmm. to us by everybody else. Yep. If we don't start getting together and getting along, right. this is not going to last. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, if you can find it, if you have epics or, you know, I, I, there might be a DVD release of this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, go and check it out. It's really good. There's some great interviews in here. Great interviews. Um, and you know, some of it is, is well tread there. There are some other things where you start learning about other, yeah, you sure. know, some, some other stuff. Um, but it's, it, I really enjoyed it again. Cause again, I didn't. I, I was not a punk kid to begin with. I was a metal kid. You know, I was a little metal head, you know, whatever. And it was yeah. one of those things that I have said this many times. It's like the older I got, the more I started identifying with punk music a lot more and more and more and I, more and more. I'll and be more. honest with you. I didn't really care as long as it was, it was rock and it was right, loud right. and it was heavy. And don't get me wrong. I'm still, there's still a metal little metal kid inside of me you know as well and the thing is is there's a lot of crossover between the two great I mean, big giant metal kids you know and that's the whole thing like, we talked about you know you motorhead was kind of the bridge between the two yeah you had guns and roses it was a great you know hard rock punk yeah you know where you took the the best of both and kind of jammed them together there's been plenty of other you know you can look at somebody like social distortion who yeah. did the same thing it's like okay we got hard rock and we got punk that we put together here you know they they, they made their own yeah oh that was they didn't really talk about minneapolis punk a whole lot really which is something that was like a big like yeah that's no surprising no yeah. you know I mean, it's just like wow that's kind of um 
but you would think they would get a little bit into the yeah, at least the Chicago noise scene again. Song. You know, you can't cover everything. No, I but it, the Minneapolis but scene was a yeah, big part. It of really that. was, uh, especially throughout in the post hardcore, yeah, um, you know, punk era, absolutely. And uh, so, uh, yeah, just it's just called punk. That's all it is, and uh, it's it's really it's really cool. And um, uh, I I've, I've thoroughly endorsed. You know, it's well worth your four hours. I mean, and it is like an episode is like fifty five minutes long or something. So it's oh, one of things where you're getting like actual almost four full hours. You know, they them. they probably should have stretched it out into like a a television series. Yeah, I mean it. No, <laughs> really, no. You get you get exactly what you need out of it, in my opinion. You know, well, we didn't, get to, we didn't get to we didn't get Minneapolis. I know, but it's still one of those things where you remember that. Um, what was it, that metal uh, headbanger's journey or whatever it was that like VH1 kind of stretched out into a series. Oh, yeah. And some of them were really good and some of them weren't, you know, it was, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like, do we really need eight episodes of this? Can't we just, you know, I think four would probably be, would have been good for, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, or maybe six, I don't know. There's so many sub sub genres in metal that I get it. The kid they had, kind of pulling the whole thing together though right wasn't exactly the greatest either. yeah but he had a lot of he had a lot of knowledge and a lot of enthusiasm well, and i enjoyed true. that quite a bit yeah. and i really enjoyed like once they finally got to the uh the new metal and he's just like yeah i don't get this yeah. <laughs> that, that and the uh norwegian black metal yeah where yeah. they scared the absolute <laughs> no. crap out of him well, and he they thought should, he was gonna man. die that, i tell you what once, once you, you want to <laughs> You want you want to like get a messed up story? Start looking at like that that nineties Norwegian, Norwegian yeah. black metal stuff oh. and like the murders that went along with it, the, and the church, church burnings, burnings, yeah, and the I mean just everything that went into that was like whoa! These guys took it to a whole new level. Well, it, it's basically the eighties hardcore scene, yeah, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for listening to us ramble. We do have some berries. We have some some more um, berries coming. Uh, berries coming, and we also have you know a couple of uh, more. Um, uh, focused episodes on the way <laughs> at, at some point yeah, yeah. and uh but this was I, we figured this would be a good palate cleanser and also to get us back into the swing of things yeah kind of knock a little of the rust off uh so yeah if you would go and check out our instagram and discord um and, and facebook and facebook we have links to all that stuff in our uh, hey, come over to Discord. You can chat with us directly yeah, over yeah. there, and, and we both kind of live over there. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things where, quite honestly, you know, we'll go and post stuff, but a lot of times it's not until someone comments on something that we really come back into it. Yeah. So, and I get it. We're we're all adults, and we have other responsibilities. So, we, we've got that IRL, our IRL thing going on. Yeah, exactly. On. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again real fast. I, I Is don't that know. what all the kids are saying these days, I, Dave? I, I don't know. I don't know. So, guys, thank it's you. That, it's that online chat garbage. I know, I know. So, guys, thank you so much. Uh, come back. We will be back on a regular a regular. Um, oh, man, my brain is so much mush right now. We'll be back on a regular schedule starting this week and all through the, you know, going forward. Um, and uh, we really do hope that you guys enjoyed Oktoberfest because we had a blast. Uh, we hate that. We always hate to see it end because yeah. we, we love Halloween. We got to give a shout out to, um, oh, see, my brain just went to mush. Our new logo. Oh, yeah. It's a Creatures and... Um, 
creeps creatures and creeps. And creeps yeah. Um, uh, bracket over there, and uh, she did a wonderful job. And uh, we there is again go and look in our in our um, notes. Um, because you can go, I, we've got a link there to her website as well as her Instagram. Yep. And, uh, she's really cool on top of it. That's uh, another thing. She's a huge fan of, um, the dead boys. Oh, and nice. one of those things that I was, she was, one of us. I know. So she one was like, she was like posting some stuff a couple of weeks ago and I was like, yeah. you do know that Cheetah Chrome lives here in Nashville. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw him play like a little club deal, you know, 15 years ago or something, you know? Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to, to, to find some other, you know, punk rock <laughs> Halloween fans. Uh, speaking of which, I got a new tattoo, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very punk Halloween. Go over to Instagram. And, you can see a picture. Um, of it. Did I put that on Instagram or was that in discord? I, I think I know I put it in discord. I may have put it on Instagram. I don't put it know. on Instagram. Let I the will, folks definitely. see it. Uh, so anyways, guys, thank you so much. I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And we will see you next time with Barry. <laughs> Barry's coming. That's right. See we don't ya. know if that's a if that's a, an endorsement or a threat. <laughs> both. I like to think of it as both. <laughs> guys, thank you. Have a go and see you.